Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on LivingWealthyRadio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at LivingWealthyRadio.com. Do you avoid office politics and putting yourself out there for the next promotion? Are you hesitant to promote your skills and value? Many people struggle to get ahead in their career simply because they don't feel right about pushing themselves onto others. Or they see self-promotion as negative. This is especially true of women in the workplace, but it often applies to men as well. So how do we break through the barrier? How can we take control of our careers and position ourselves for success? Bonnie Marcus, a former corporate executive speaker and author of the book, The Politics of Promotion, How High Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead. She's an expert on engaging the corporate political environment to drive career advancement. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Bonnie. So great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me and uh, having the opportunity to talk about this topic, which I think is so important. And so timely, right? Women in the workplace. And I know yeah. you don't just speak to women, right? But your website, Correct. Women's Success Coaching, that's a great URL. Thank you. Yes. That's a, today, that, that website URL would be worth a lot of money if you were to sell it. Well, I um, started my business in 2007 after 20-plus years in in corporate America. And I noticed, couldn't help but notice, certainly when I was working in a corporate environment, that there were really, I'd say, two major groups of people. Those who were visible – and those who were invisible. And unfortunately, a lot of women fell more into the invisible category. But the visible people seemed to effortlessly climb the corporate ladder. You know, they got all the special assignments. They got sponsorship. Their opinions and ideas were recognized and applauded. They had powerful networks that often included influential people. They were respected, they had visibility and credibility, and they mastered self-promotion. And then the other group, the invisible group, uh, well, some invisible people want to stay off the radar because they really want to slack off and they don't, they're trying to avoid extra work. But there are many invisibles who really do want to get ahead, and they want the recognition, they want special assignments, um, but they don't have a clue where to begin or they know 
what they should do to get more credibility and visibility, but it's really way out of their comfort zone, and and they don't feel really good about advocating for themselves. So they can't reach their full potential. It's frustrating for them because they they have ambition too, uh, but they're watching from the sidelines as as other people really prosper and, and thrive. And of course, there is a, a, a middle group which you know maybe they've tried self promotion uh, with mixed results, and and. They aren't totally in the shadows, but they still aren't reaching their full potential because they're not doing it in a, you know, they're not advocating for themselves in a very effective and authentic way. So So I started my business to help those people who were really unable or uncomfortable promoting themselves to to gain that visibility that they needed to get ahead. Well, I've certainly seen this in my experience. I've been in the workforce um, for over 30 years, and uh, actually even longer than that, uh, worked for corporate America while I was in college and then continued from there. But what I've found today, and I mentor some um, women in their 20s and 30s, business women, I find that they're, they actually, I think they have, um, and this isn't true for everybody, it's a generalization, but I think they tend to come on too strong where my generation or maybe the older generation, uh, women in their 40s and 50s and 60s, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct and true. Uh, do you, have you seen the difference, that contrast between the younger women and older women? Well, I I hear what you're saying, um, although I, I don't find that that's true across the board. Really, millennial women uh, have more of a sense of entitlement that, uh, you know, I'm doing the work and because I'm here, I deserve to to get promoted. That doesn't mean that they know how to do it effectively uh, so that it resonates and it works for them. Mm. Got it. So and they may how- feel more, that sense of entitlement, they may feel um, that they're justified in 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 talking about their accomplishments and, you know, their work isn't definitely enough to get them ahead and um, it's not always the case. In the conversation today, the last couple months, we've seen the Me Too movement, a lot of discussion about women in the workplace and the sexual harassment uh, and it's really not just women, it's men too, but primarily women is the conversation we're hearing. How does what your experience is and what you've written about uh, reconcile with this current conversation today? Well, I believe that women are feeling more courageous uh, because of the 
camaraderie, the the uh, the idea that it's okay to do this. You know, it took a, a couple of very brave people, women, in the beginning, but and it's still brave to to admit to you know, sexual harassment or abuse. But there's um, some comfort in numbers. And I think that provides uh, an avenue for women to feel more comfortable speaking up where before it just seemed overwhelming to to talk Mm. about it and and they didn't they didn't want to be the only one. I think there's safety in numbers. Hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. So what's the best way to change the mindset around self-promotion? Why is it that people, and women in particular, struggle so much with it? Oh, well, it, it goes back to messages that we received when we were growing up uh, that we need to be humble and we need to take a back seat and wait to be recognized. I mean, it, it definitely is different depending on uh, whether you're male or female. You receive different messages, and I think that helps men feel more comfortable advocating for themselves and women less comfortable. But we we feel that it's too egocentric. You know, it's me, 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 all about me, and... It's bragging. And so, well, I don't feel comfortable bragging. So I'd rather not talk about my accomplishments. I mean, again, I don't know how many times I've heard this from clients who say, well, they wouldn't speak up or they wouldn't bring up their successes because uh, people wouldn't like them. They talk themselves. So there's that mm. fe- fear of judgment of others that really keeps us quiet. But when I'm working with my clients, first of all, I'll say to them, you know you're very stingy if you don't share your successes. And they'll say like, what? What do you mean stingy? And I said, well, other people can benefit. They can learn from how you approached a, a problem or what your process was. Uh, how you got the results that you did. And so if you keep this to yourself, um, other people across your organization won't be able to benefit from learning from you and how you did that and how you got those results. Uh, so I, the mindset of it being so egocentric shifts to how can I be in service of others? And Mm. I help my clients identify their value proposition, and that's how their work leads to positive business outcomes, how the way they do that work does. Uh, Because when they focus on their value proposition, um, not only do they see opportunities to help others, because now they see how their work will help others achieve their objectives. Um, But it shifts from 
it's all about me and how wonderful I am to the work, the work that I've been able to do that, uh, you know, and how that work might be able to help you. So when you're in conversations or you're networking with people, uh, you can ask them questions about, you know, what are your current challenges and what's going on in your department? Uh, because maybe, maybe I can help. I've, you know, I've done this and this and this. Um, and that gives you visibility and credibility even though it's not, uh, you know, a direct statement of how wonderful you are. Do you find that women and men sometimes don't want to share specifics as to how they've gotten success because they see it as a um, sharing that information could be used by someone else to get a promotion or get farther ahead? Or do you see truly the spirit of sharing and having everyone succeed, you know, teamwork, right, brings everybody up, is the better mindset to have? Well, it is the better mindset to have. And as, you know, our, our as our workplace environments are becoming more collaborative and open and inclusive, um, that, that, that approach is, is applauded. But it's not like you're sharing, you know, secrets that are going to uh, somehow work against you. You you get recognition in the workplace by sharing your results and mm. helping others achieve those results. Uh, you end up looking like a person who. Uh, gets things done, gets get great results, um, and has influence. Okay, that makes sense. I remember in, when I was in corporate America, that was um, that was not the spirit, right? Um, certainly, it wasn't about the team. It was what can I do to get ahead, and um, I'm not going to share anything with anybody because it's about me, me, me. And there's certainly those people out there. And I think today there's certainly more collaboration among um, teams and there's a different consciousness around um, objectives and getting things done. Um, And men seem to, like you said earlier, naturally be um, to share more um, to -hmm. a certain degree from a community, um, like a work perspective, but women certainly do talk more and share more, but there seems to be sometimes in the the workplace a competition among women where they don't want to... Yeah, well, let me me give you an example, and and maybe that'll help. So I worked with um, a client um, from the pharmaceutical industry, and she was a director of sales, and she did sales training. And we worked on her value proposition, and we discovered that what what Laura could do was find gold, literally, where no one else could. She could find hidden revenue with either current opportunities 
or um, where they could, she could upsell, or in new um, new products and services in the marketplace. She had a very unique ability to see this. So this is a huge value proposition when you're in sales. Mm-hmm. And she would travel um, around the world, meet with senior leaders in, in sales, and she'd ask them, you know, how are you doing versus your forecasted revenue? Uh, are there any challenges that you're currently having? Because maybe I can help. You know, I can help you find hidden revenue that will, um, with your existing clients or opportunities for new new clients and products and services. So she's not, you know, she's not giving away. This is how she does the work. This is how she sees um, opportunities. It's not some kind of a secret. Do you see the difference? It's her unique ability to find revenue, um, and others will gravitate to that and say, wow, you know, we want to bring Laura in. We want Laura to help us. And that's how she gains visibility and credibility. Got it. Got it. Interesting. So networking is important for one's career, certainly, right? Networking within companies and outside of companies. What are the biggest mistakes most people make networking? Uh, Well, first of all, with women, it's that they don't do it and they don't set dedicated time to do it. Um, I hear a lot of comments like, I don't have time to meet people for, uh, you know, after work and I've got to go home and this and I'll say, okay, just look at your calendar for the week, cross out some time, meet people for coffee or lunch, you know, within within your workday. But the other thing is that I say women, especially network, um, like they're throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. There's no strategy. It's about, well, I'll collect business cards. Um, I can meet a lot of people at this event. But it's not strategic. So the best way to network is to start with your career goal and figure out who you know and who you need to know to accomplish that goal. And then really focus on those people. It's more about quality than quantity. (coughs) And to get out of your comfort zone. We tend to network with people that we know and like, but those people may not be the best people who can help you reach your goal. So I guess the biggest mistake is not being strategic and staying too much in your comfort zone. Hmm. 
And what about being bold with the networking? You mentioned, you know, the people that we're comfortable with sometimes aren't the people that can help us meet our objectives. Is there anything wrong with being bold and just come right out and say, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I need? I find that to be more difficult for women than men. Men seem to be able to say, you know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish, what can you do for me, you know, et cetera. But women tend to be uh, more passive about that, right? Yeah, I would totally agree. And when you think about it, if you're asking anybody to help you in any way, you know, not just networking, if you aren't really specific about what you want and need, you're not going to get the help that you need, that you want and need. So you really do need to be specific. If you're meeting with someone and say, you know, I would love an introduction to this person. Can you provide like an intro email or their contact uh, information or come with me for coffee with them? Be specific rather than, you know, I, I w- I'd like to increase my network or who do you know who can help me. Be specific. And when you're specific, people know how to help you. And the chances are really good that they're not going to refuse you. You know, once people know how they can help you, they usually will. They'll step up and, and they'll do it. Or they'll say, I can't do that. You know, for some reason I'm unable to do that. But when it's really vague, people don't know how they can help you. So, you know, if you want to say that it's bold, I would say uh, it's uh, being specific about what you want and need. So your book, the Politics of Promotion and How High-Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead. What would you say are the three most important points that you articulate in the book for women who aspire to be leaders in their organizations? Well, the three most important things. I would say, first of all, it's understanding that Office politics does not need to be negative, that avoiding it is a big mistake. Um, And I talk in the book about my own experience of how I avoided it and I was passed over for a promotion. Um, One of the biggest mistakes that women especially make is that they believe that their performance alone will get them recognized and and get them promoted. So it takes both political savvy and great performance. So it's that whole mindset about office politics as being dirty and manipulative that um, holds women back. Uh, the mindset about self-promotion also as bragging and negative uh, puts women, uh, many women at a disadvantage because then they don't have the credibility and the vi- visibility that they need. You know, people are too busy to go out of their way to recognize you. Everybody's got 
you know, more than they can possibly accomplish uh, given the the work week. And so it, it really is our responsibility as women to understand that we can learn how to, number one, be politically savvy, and number two, uh, talk about our accomplishments in a very authentic and effective way. Um, and the third would be to understand also the importance of networking and networking in a strategic way where you are building mutually beneficial relationships to gain more visibility across the organization. And I say mutually beneficial because I feel that's really very important. It's not, it's not just what you need and what you want that will help you build strong relationships. It's how you can be helpful to others as well, as we talked about earlier. <clears throat> and when you understand the value that you can bring and how you can help others, it makes it easier to have these conversations where you're um, not only talking about uh, what you want and need, but how you can help others achieve what, what they want and need. So I mm. think those are probably the three strongest things. I There are five different tools in the book in the political toolkit. And uh, the first one is about, uh, you know, self-promotion. And I use a mirror as the tool because we're so busy looking at what everybody else is doing. We don't take the time to self-reflect and understand our true value. Um, The second tool is a magnifying glass to understand what's going on around you, the workplace culture. Uh, the office politics, what does it actually take to get ahead, and who are the people who have influence, and what kind of behavior is rewarded and what isn't be rewarded. So it's understanding all of that. Um, the um, PASCO Collect $200 card from Monopoly is what I mm-hmm. say for um, strategic networking. That's a great tool because it reminds you that uh, you get more money. <laughs> you mm. advance faster um, when you network in a, in a strategic way, and there's lots of research that shows that those types of networks lead to faster promotions and bonuses. The get-out-of-jail-free card is the fourth tool, and that has to do with finding a sponsor. And so in the book I talk about how to be sponsor ready, and how to build the right relationships so that you can get a sponsor for yourself, which is the best relationship, the most powerful relationship you can have if you're looking for a promotion. And the last tool is a GPS, which is working with a, uh, with a coach who helps you to use all the tools and is your partner in helping you move your career forward. So those are the five tools. Excellent. Uh, Your website seems to have a wealth of information. Your book, 
uh, I think is required reading for not just women, but anybody who wants to get ahead in, in an organization, right? In a corporate, where there's a corporate political environment or even in your own company, right? You don't have to be... True. I mean, uh, there, work- politics is everywhere. So mm. when there's more than one person, there's politics. <laughs> mm. So, And I've had men come up to me and say, why did you just write this for women, you know? Um, because women face special challenges, we hold ourselves back. We've got fears and limiting beliefs. We've got baggage that men don't necessarily have. But how to navigate office politics and advocate for yourself is the same, regardless of your gender. Hmm. I would agree, absolutely. And, you know, it's really not egocentric to promote your value anywhere, right? But especially in the workplace. Right. And... The key is probably um, and properly understanding who you are, what unique value you contribute to others around you. Because if you don't articulate that, no one's going to articulate it for you, right? If you don't share your value or uh, really communicate and let people know what your contribution is, what your gifts are, what your strengths are, other people aren't going to dig it out for you. They're too worried about their stuff. Absolutely. I, well, I couldn't agree more. Your website, again, womenssuccesscoaching.com. And, Bonnie, I think uh, the work you do is very important, and especially today. There's so much, so much going on in the workplace that needs to be addressed. And I thank you so much for coming on Living Wealthy Radio and sharing your strategies with our audience. Anything else you'd like to say before we close for the day? No, it it was my pleasure. And I believe that the challenges that women are facing in the workplace today uh, are great. We've made some progress, but it's really, really slow. (laughs) And Mm. so uh, I think it's not only that women need to um, understand how they can better position themselves, but also that companies need to be more inclusive and have the type of environment where everyone counts and everyone is respected. Mm. Amen to that. Wouldn't that be a beautiful world? (laughs) Well, Bonnie, again, thank you so much uh, for your contribution today with Living Wealthy Radio. And your website, again, online is womenssuccesscoaching.com and your book, The Politics of Promotion, How High Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead. We look forward to hearing from you again on Living Wealthy Radio. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.